Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. On December the 5th, 1872, while sailing through rough weather, the Canadian brig De Gracia sighted a seemingly abandoned ship drifting through the Atlantic between Portugal and the Azores Islands. It was the Mary Celeste, an American brig that had sailed from New York over a month earlier. The Mary Celeste was in fine working order when the crew that De Gracia boarded her. Even the crew's clothing had been arranged in an orderly storage. A disassembled pump in the hold and a missing lifeboat only indications as to the whereabouts of the crew. And so began one of the most enduring mysteries of the sea. This is the mystery of the ghost ship, the Mary Celeste. Well, hello, our fellow weirdos. It's Dob, and this is episode 45 of Horror House, True Crime, and The Macabre. I hope you're feeling absolutely fabulous this Friday. And don't forget that you are a wonderful, beautiful human being doing amazing things and just just kicking ass. You're just kicking ass or ass. You're kicking booty. So don't forget that. Um, And I'm so happy that you've decided to listen to to me ramble on about some unsolved mystery today. As I said, it's just me today, as Amy has gone home to deal with a family situation, obviously sending her all the good vibes, all the positivity, and I'm sure the Horror House hotties are going to do the same as well. If you haven't checked out the merch store yet, please do. It's a great way to support our Mubit... Uh, Mubit? The fuck is Mubit? It's not even a word. Um, morbid spooky show and also represent Horror House too whether that's with a mug, hoodie some stickers, maybe we should do like Horror House temporary tattoos or you can just get our logo tattooed, get the Horror House logo tattooed on your ass cheeks or get my face on one cheek and Amy's face on the other cheek I don't know, I'm spitballing I don't know where this is going, I'm going to move on <laughs> um, there will be new items on the way soon so keep your eyes peeled. Um, there's also there's also still a few weeks left to take advantage of the special discount that's running through 
until the end of January, where you get 30% off your entire order. Not just one item, no, nope, 30% off your entire order. And it's free shipping wherever you live, whether that's America, whether that's Australia and New Zealand don't exist. They're, they're fake countries. <laughs> but if you're anywhere in the world, then you can get free shipping. So, you know, have a look and treat yourself. Another way to support us is by hitting that buy me a coffee link in our bio and donating to the show. You can buy us one coffee, two coffees, three coffees, however many coffees you desire. It's a super cool way to support us. And the best about buy me a coffee is it's a one-time donation. No subscription, no sneaky payments coming out of your bank account. You just make one donation, leave us a nice little comment, and then that's it. That's all you've got to do. And then we get some coffees. Obviously not coffees, we get some money. But it is a great way to support us. So with the housekeeping out the way, it is time to get in to episode 45. A good old unsolved mystery, a maritime mystery, in fact. And we haven't done an unsolved mystery in a while. I think John Benet Ramsey was probably the last unsolved um, mystery, because I suppose that's an unsolved true crime. But I think that was probably the last unsolved mystery that we did. Um, it's been a minute. So sit back and relax as I regale you with the mystery of the ghost ship, the Mary Celeste. Captain Benjamin Briggs arrived in New York City's Pier 50 on the East River on October the 20th, 1872, to oversee the loading of the Mary Celeste's 1,701 barrels alcohol. His wife and young daughter join him a week later. On Sunday, November the 3rd, Briggs wrote to his mother to say that he intended to leave on Tuesday, adding that, quote, our vessel is in beautiful trim and I hope we shall have a fine passage. Famous last words from Mr. Briggs. Maybe, potentially, I don't know. We're going to find out. After anchoring the ship just off of Staten Island to wait for better weather, on November the 7th, 1872, the Mary Celeste, with her cargo of denatured alcohol, left New York Harbor for Genoa, Italy. The ship would be helmed by Briggs and his handpicked crew of seven men. Accompanying the sailors were Briggs' wife and old daughter. Before reaching the Azores, the ship and her crew endured two weeks at sea, battling ferocious storms and perilous seas. Captain Briggs wrote about the difficult journey in his journal, but oddly, on November the 25th, 1872, at five in the morning, his journal would come to a very abrupt end. The ship and her crew had endured heavy seas and gusts of over 35 knots the previous night, according to his record. But by dawn, they had made it through unhurt with the island of Santa Maria in view. All appeared to be going relatively well. However, just a week later, on December the 5th, the crew of the De Gracia, uh, discovered the Mary Celeste floating in the seas some 400 miles east of the Azores, completely abandoned. Uh, a boarding party sent by Captain David Morehouse to explore the Mary Celeste discovered the ship to be in almost immaculate condition. How very odd. A most peculiar development, indeed. Things appear to be in basic order, but for a few feet of water in the ship's uh, bilge. I think that's how you pronounce that. I'm not a sailor. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
which is its lowest point and is below the water. Uh, the crew's possessions were properly stored and the ship was loaded with enough food and water to last six months, despite a few charts being thrown around below deck. The only thing amiss was that there was no crew to be found. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing to be missing from a ship is its entire crew. That probably set alarm bells ringing, really, wouldn't it? It seemed incomprehensible why Briggs, who was a seasoned, a seasoned sailor, would abandon a ship that was in fine sailing condition, or pretty much fine sailing condition. In fact, Daily Nautica reports uh, that Morehouse had dined with Briggs in New York just before each of the men and their respective crews set sail, and he considered the man to be a friend. He was also well aware of Briggs' abilities as captain. The commercial ship was pulled to Gibraltar by Morehouse and his crew, where officials conducted an investigation that eventually produced no definitive findings. Several hypotheses started to emerge at this stage. The first person to make a hypothesis concerning the crew's disappearance was English inspector Frederick Flood. That's a very apt surname because it's the ocean and his surname is Flood. Let's move on. The inspector had reason to believe that was such a dad joke. Oh my God. The inspector had reason to believe that Morehouse and Briggs, who were acquaintances, may have devised a plot to cheat the insurance company and divide the proceeds from the eventual sale of the vessel. After all, Morehouse was now the rightful owner of the abandoned ship under maritime law. The inspector then proposed the theory that Briggs had murdered his crew and then taken refuge in the Degracia's cargo hold. Murder on the high seas? Outrageous. Uh, but there were flaws in Flood's theory. Uh, Briggs would have gotten nothing from the scam because he actually owned uh, shares in the ship. Additionally, the wife and daughter of Briggs were not taken into account by the theory. Uh, the Degracia's crew was eventually paid, but there was, but it, that was barely a fraction of the Mary Celeste's $46,000 total worth. Uh, although there were no indications of violence, some ideas claimed that the crew had become intoxicated from the alcohol the ship carried and mutinied. Others said that the ship must have been ransacked by pirates, despite the absence of any uh, valuables. The idea that alcohol fumes had blown the hatch cover off was possibly the most tenable explanation. The crew then left the ship out of fear of a fire. The hatch cover, however, was firmly fastened. Therefore, there is once more no logical reason. The mystery may well have been left alone had uh, author Sir Arthur Conan Doyle not written the 1884 short story J. Habakkuk Jepson's Statement was a fictitious account of an ex-slave who captures a ship called the Marie Celeste. Although the premise behind the narrative is completely unfounded, it revived interest in the ghost vessel. However, more bizarre and outlandish theories around this befuddling mystery would begin to arise. Naturally, there's always going to be some bizarre and outlandish theories. Aliens is going to be one of them, spoiler alert. But now I think it's a great time to play some ads and let some other people say some stuff. So I shall see you right back here in a few minutes.
Hey you. Yeah, you. The one hearing us right now. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. I'm Thena. And I'm Kylie. We wanted to say hey and tell you about our podcast. It's a podcast we both host where we talk crimes, cryptids, murders, and a lot of wild stuff in between. You can find Mothman, Jeffrey Dahmer, SeaWorld, Spectrophilia, Casey Anthony, or even Skinwalker Ranch to be just a few of the crazy topics we cover. We even do some fun urban legends to make you feel like a kid at the campfire again. We're just two best friends hanging out, diving into all the things that your coworkers think you're a weirdo for wanting to talk about. We have a new episode every Tuesday at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're always open for case suggestions. Our Instagram is at CrypticSuitPod, where our DMs are always open, so slide on in. We always want to hear your opinions about any cases and episodes we cover. You can find our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most podcasting platforms. At Cryptic Soup Pod, the menu is always overflowing with crazy topics you'll want to hear about. So join the conversation today and come hang out with us. Stay tuned. Hi, creeps and freaks. Creepies and freakies. I'm Michelle. And I'm Courtney. And we are in the nick of crime. We come to you weekly with true crime, some spook spooks, and a little bit of comedy. We focus on being a voice for victims, but we also like to rake the offenders through the coals. We can never really seem to take ourselves too seriously, but we do hope you'll join us. So keep it creepy and stay freaky. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye! So, back to the episode. According to Chambers Journal of September 17, 1904, the whole crew of the Mary Celeste was allegedly pulled off by, uh, pulled off one by one by a giant octopus or squid. Uh, the Natural History Museum claims the giant squid can grow to a length of 15 meters or 49 feet and have been known to assault ships. It is said that while such a creature would have been able to take out a crew member, was quite unlikely that it could have taken the yawl and the captain's navigational equipment. Uh, other theories have indicated supernatural involved because, of course, uh, the Mary Celeste story is described as a mythical experience in an undated issue of the British Journal of Astrology, which links it with the Great Pyramid of Giza, the Lost Continent of Atlantis, and the British Israel movement. Uh, the Bermuda Triangle has been mentioned despite the fact that Mary, the Mary Celeste was abandoned in a completely different area of the Atlantic. Similar theories have also included, I told you, alien abduction scenarios. You know damn well the History Channel High Key made a 10-episode series about how the crew of the Mary Celeste was abducted by aliens. You know they did, because, you know, History Channel things. Was it they made like an eight episode series like ancient aliens and it was like the aliens built the pyramids and they dragged that on for eight episodes <laughs> knowing full well that it's just bullshit. <laughs> We're never going to get that History Channel sponsorship just dunking on them at every opportunity. Uh, on June the 26th, 1873, uh, the Mary Celeste sailed from Genoa and touched down. Touchdown? Why did I put that? It's not a plane. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, and arrived in New York on September the 19th. A group of New York industrialists purchased the ship from the, uh, from the consortium in February 1874, 
but at a significant loss. The Mary Celeste sailed primarily in the West Indian and Indian Ocean routes under this new management, consistently losing money, however. Uh, the shipping news occasionally reported on her whereabouts. In February 1879, she was noted in St. Helena, where she had stopped to seek medical attention for her captain, Edgar Tuthill, who had become unwell. Uh, Tut, uh, Tuthill was actually her third captain to pass away suddenly, adding credence to the notion that the ship was cursed when he passed away. Uh, the owners sold the Mary Celeste in February 1980 to a group of Boston residents led by Wesley Goat. Uh, Thomas L. Fleming, a brand new captain, held the position until August 1884 when Gilman C. Parker would take over. Uh, the ship's registered ports had a number of changes during this time before returning to Boston. Although Brian Hicks claims, uh, claims that Gove made a concerted effort to make a success of her in his analysis of the affair, there are zero records of her travels during this time. Uh, Parker teamed up with a group of Boston shippers in November 1884 to load the Mary Celeste with a completely useless cargo that was falsely listed. Oh, dearie me. That was falsely listed as precious items on the ship's manifest and insured for $30,000, which is equivalent today to $912,275.51. On December the 16th, Parker set out for Port of Prince, the capital and chief port of Haiti. The, oh my God, there's some words in here. Oh no, this is going to be a disaster of a bullet point because I'm going to mispronounce many things. Uh, the Rochelles Bank, a sizable and well-known coral reef, was located in the passage between Genève, Gonave, one of those, Ireland, and the mainland when the Mary Celeste arrived at the port in January the 3rd, 1885. Uh, Parker purposefully steered the ship onto this reef, taking out her bottom and causing irreparable damage. After rowing ashore, he and uh, the crew sold the salvageable goods to the American uh, consul for $500 and filed insurance claims for the alleged worth. Oh, Parker, you little rascal, purposely wrecking the ship for the insurance money. Tut, tut, tut. Uh, when the consul complained that his purchases were practically worthless, the ship's underwriters launched a thorough inquiry that quickly established the very truth about the overinsured cargo. Uh, Parker and the shippers were put on trial for conspiring to conduct insurance fraud in Boston in July 1885. Oh dear. Um, additionally, Parker was accused of willfully casting away the ship, a crime known as uh, barratry, um, that at the time carried a death sentence. Oh dear. Oh no. <laughs> you have you have shat the bed there, my friend. The jury deliberated on the conspiracy case first, but on August the 15th, they declared their inability to reach a judgment. Uh, some jurors were hesitant to convict Parker on the conspiracy charge in order to avoid jeopardizing his upcoming um, capital trial. Uh, the courts brokered a deal where the defendants would drop their insurance claims and paid back everything they had received, rather than um, it's rather than ordering an expensive uh, retrial. Uh, Parker was then given a reprieve 
from the bar from the bra fuck it out from the barratory accusation and was released. However, his professional reputation was obviously fucked, um, for lack of a better word. And three months later, he would pass away in poverty. Uh, one of his co-defendants would go mad, and another would end up killing himself. Oh, that uh, that took a turn, didn't it? Good lord. Anne McGregor, a documentary filmmaker, set out to explore the now famous ghost ship tale in 2002. Uh, she would say there are obvious limitations for historic cases, but using the latest technology, you can come to a different conclusion. According to the, the Smithsonian Magazine, McGregor enlisted the assistance of physical oceanographer Phil Richardson from the Woods Hole Oceanographic, Oceanographic, Oceanographic uh, Institution in Massachusetts. Uh, together, they were able to reconstruct the ghost ship's drift and determine that Briggs uh, chronometer, uh, which aids in determining a vessel's position at sea, had been malfunctioning. The Mary Celeste, as it turns out, was actually rather hopelessly off course, 120 miles west of where it actually should have been. That's just a tad, of course, just just a little bit, nothing, nothing major, no dramas, just a little bit off course. Uh, the captain therefore anticipated finding land three days earlier than he really did. Uh, additionally, McGregor looked at Flood's uh, contemporaneous uh, notes to confirm that Ma the Mary Celeste course had been following plan up until five days before Briggs' final lock. Uh, the ship had altered its direction the day before it arrived at the Azores, uh, or in the Azores, according to Briggs' logbook and Flood's notes. And Briggs was now, Briggs was now heading directly north towards Santa Maria Island. The crew might have been looking for shelter from the bad weather. But would this make a captain abandon ship? Hmm. Beard scratching intensifies. Intriguing. Uh, additionally, McGregor learned that the ship had previously carried a cargo of coal. Uh, the ship's pumps may have been clogged by coal dust and debris from a recent refit, making it impossible for any water to escape from the lower decks of the ship. It's probable that Briggs then came to the conclusion that the crew should just try to save themselves by abandoning a ship and sailing for the nearest piece of land since the ship had veered so far off course. It was Santa Maria Island in this instance. Uh, then it's possible that their lifeboat would capsize, resulting in the entire crew drowning. Um, although not by any means widely acknowledged, McGregor's idea at least lines up with the facts in a way that other explanations do not. So, finally, maybe, possibly, potentially, uh, after over 100 years, the tantalizing mystery of the Mary Celeste may finally have an answer. And that is the mystery of the Mary Celeste. Obviously, the crew were abducted by aliens. Obviously. Get on that history channel. Get on that. Ancient aliens, the abduction of the Mary Celeste. I'm forever, I'm really not helping us with this History Channel sponsorship. <laughs> but it's fine. We're Durex. They're, they're the people. They're, they're the people that we, we want to sponsor this show. But seriously, what do I think happened? Honestly, I have no idea. The theory that they abandoned ship is likely the most realistic one. 
But who knows? Maybe the Kraken is behind the whole thing. Maybe the Kraken just decided to munch on the crew. He was just the Kraken was just like, no, I'm hungry. I'm munching on you. What do you guys think? If you want to slide into the DMs and give us your theories, you know, tell us what you think happened, um, then please do. I would love to. I would love to hear what you what you all think. So, if you enjoy what we do, please rate us on Spotify and review the show on Apple Podcasts. People think leaving reviews doesn't really help, but it genuinely does. I think with Apple Podcasts, I, I, I think it's something to do with the algorithm that the more reviews you get, the more Apple will push your show and the more chance it is of being featured. Recommend us to your family, your friends, your frenemies, your enemies, everybody. Just recommend us to whoever, who, whoever will listen. And if they don't listen, find a way to make them listen. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at horrorhouse underscore pod. And don't forget to check out the merch store. And if you feel so inclined, please buy us some copies and donate to the show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was probably a bit more chaotic, but I still hope you enjoyed it. I still hope you enjoyed hearing about a little mystery. And yeah, it's a shorter one, but I still hope you enjoyed it. So all that's left to say from me, my friends, is until next time, stay spooky.